Listeners, it's your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones, and welcome back or to the Professionally Silly Podcast, the podcast where we talk about true crime, the paranormal, and uh, random ass topics that I find online. Yeah, I like my little variety that my little podcast has. It's awesome. I like it, you know, because you never know what the topic's going to be, but you do know that it's going to be awesome. <laughs> now, that was a nice little clip that you guys heard, and I can't wait to share with you. Uh, what's going on but let's just say we got ourselves a true crime episode so last week I uh, I had this little setup with my um, microphone but it didn't work too well because the sound was just off I didn't like it so we're back to doing doing it the old way until I can figure out a way to make that microphone sound better perhaps I need a different um, well not a different I probably need (laughs) some editing software so that I can get things going for you guys. Oh my goodness. I just have so many things planned for the podcast as well as my YouTube channel. So now that I've moved back to Atlanta, so things are, things are slowly getting better slowly, but surely, you know what I mean? Oh, speaking of my YouTube channel, I actually posted an extra video this past Wednesday on my professionally silly YouTube channel. It's actually not an extra video, but I'm finally able to do content full time. That's something that I've always wanted to do. You know, moving back to Atlanta with my family has given me, uh, has given me that opportunity to do that. Now, I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard um, of the YouTuber Badlands Chugs, but uh, he is this guy that he does like competitive eating, but on his channel, he also drinks things quickly and, 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 and a lot of it, <laughs> he chugs soda, water, juice, and many other liquidy things you know, from this huge glass boot. I think it's about a liter. I think the boot, maybe, maybe about two liters. I'm not sure, but it's pretty big. And uh, this man can literally drink a two liter bottle of soda in like two minutes in one sitting. It's, it's gross, but it's also really interesting. (laughs) So anyways, I saw him drink a 16.9 fluid ounce bottle of water, which is like the average water bottle that you get, you know, and uh, he drank it under three seconds. Yeah, under three seconds. So I thought I'd try it myself. I chugged a water bottle in under 10 seconds, so I am proud of myself. It hurt, though. Uh, so, <laughs> so if you want to laugh at my dumb ass, uh, check that out. Make sure you uh, click the thumbs up button and subscribe to the channel for more visual awesome. Uh, the link will be down in the, uh, in the episode notes. It's going to be right there for you. Last week, here on the Professionally Silly Podcast, we shared some drunken New Year's stories. I'm saying we like there's someone else here. I shared some drunken New Year stories with you guys. And oh, we, we had some fun that episode. Yes, we did. <laughs> nothing like nothing like someone else's drunken mistakes to make you smile. I always say that uh, <laughs> we had a woman who groped her friend's dad on accident. Uh, a pair of suede shoes were ruined. A fight broke out. And of course, someone pre-gamed on an empty stomach. Yep. 10 shots of tequila in one hour on an empty stomach um, is not the great idea 
it's not the best idea, you can imagine that that, that did not go well. No, it did not. So if you have not heard that episode yet, make sure you go ahead and go back and take a listen. And as you uh, listen, go ahead and check out the Professionally Silly Instagram page at It's Pro Silly while you listen, because this is going to be a fun one. This week, guys, I have a true crime episode for you. Yes! So if you're super into true crime, then you most likely have heard of this one. And if not, you're going to hear about it now. So let's go ahead and discuss the Erickson twins. Yeah, yeah, you may remember them um, a few years ago, more than a few years ago, like back in like 2008, I believe. Uh, there was like a set of twins, sisters, who ran out into the middle of a oncoming traffic on a major highway in London. Yeah, uh, got struck by a vehicle, several vehicles actually, and then still tried to run back into traffic. It's crazy. You can actually look this video up online. It's it's insane. The Erickson, tw- er- Erickson twins, excuse me. Uh, it's there. You just type that in. They'll pop right on up. But before we get started, uh, don't forget that you can send me your stories right here on. Uh, dude, I literally had like 18 brain farts. <laughs> I was like, ah, what was I talking about? <laughs> but don't forget that you can send me your stories right here. Uh, with the pro fit with the pro silly fam i cover a lot of topics here so there's always room for your stories and perhaps you have a drunken story of your own or maybe you had a paranormal experience or maybe you just want to come over here and say what's up email me at it's professionally silly at gmail.com once again it's professionally silly at gmail.com let's see if my mouth can work better for the rest of this recording because that that was ugly (laughs) that was ugly also guys do me a favor and uh leave me a five star and written review on the professionally silly podcast on apple podcast this is the best way to support this podcast and it's free it costs you absolutely nothing but just a few seconds of your time that's it also be sure to check out the pro the podcast twitter page excuse me and the instagram page at it's pro silly and the instagram page should have photos and or videos pertaining to what we're recording from now on and trust me when i say you certainly don't want to miss what i put up on the uh, on the podcast ig for this episode because we have the video footage i have it we're gonna put it up there so take a look at those as you listen along and please feel free to reach out to me on twitter to discuss any of my older episodes too because i really really like talking to you guys all right so let's go ahead and get into it okay so let's go ahead and dig into it while the food is warm all right yeah that that sounded so much more clever in my head okay moving on uh, let's talk about the Erickson twins. All right. So if you haven't heard of them, get ready for a series of what the fucks. Okay. To constantly exit your mouth. Uh, They've definitely given us all a few. Okay. A lot of what the fuck moments in this episode. All right. So the Erickson twins are Swedish twin sisters, identical twin sisters, Ursula and Sabina. And they decided to take a, a nice little trip. Right now, from what I understand, they went to Ireland and London for a holiday, a, you know, a vacation, and everything seemed perfectly normal until they both went batshit crazy and ran into the middle of a busy highway, the M6 motorway, which from what I understand is a very well-traveled highway. Okay, so let's, yeah. 
So at one point, uh, they're screaming, they're going to steal your organs. Uh, this is this is something that one of them actually screamed. Uh, it's kind of creepy. Well, you think about it. <laughs> and uh, all this all this got caught on video. Yeah. As the BBC TV show Traffic Cops or I think it's called Motorway Cops, you know, both titles were mentioned on several sites. So I'm not really quite sure the true name of the show, but uh, the footage is very easy to find if you want to see it for yourself on YouTube. Okay, it's it's crazy. It is so insane. I, I cannot. <laughs> Anywho, uh, they had a film crew that was nearby at that exact moment, and uh, they captured everything on film. And all of that lit actually led us to the stabbing and murder of a man. So this this is crazy. So uh, let's let's take a dive in. I feel like we should. The water's nice and and murdery. Anybody want to join me? No. Okay. I'll tell you what, you just listen, just listen. <laughs> All right, let's do some quick background uh, real quick here. The identical twin sisters were in their late 30s, early 40s. Okay, and they were born November 3rd, 1967 in Sweden. Now, they have a couple of other siblings in the household as well. An older sister, Mona, and their older brother, Bjorn. I think I said that right. B.J. O-R-N, and then there's like some stuff, squigglies over things. Bjorn, I think. Uh, but anyways, but eventually they would trail off from the rest of the family. Now, as most twins tend to do, stereotypically speaking, that's what they tend to do. Uh, they grew up in, oh God, I already know I'm going to, I'm going to butcher the name of this city. Uh, they grew up in Sunni. Varmland. I think that's how you say that. You can Wikipedia it. Uh, <laughs> anyways, as far as I could tell in researching this case, there was not a history of mental illness in either of these women, you know, or when they were children. So everything that everything that happened was just really out of nowhere. So let's go ahead and fast forward to their adult years. In the early 2000s, Ursula was actually living in the United States and Sabina was living in Ireland with her partner and their two children. Now, Ursula decided to pay her sister a visit in May 2008, which is when shit hit the fan. And for those of you who may not understand that idiom, shit went crazy. Okay, it got real. (laughs) Ursula decided to go visit her sister in Ireland. Now, the sisters together... I guess they snuck away and decided to go to Liverpool, England. Now, apparently they decided to do, they decided to go to the St. Anne Street police station to file a report about domestic violence that was going on in Sabina's home. Now, clearly I'm not from Ireland or England, but from what I understand, uh, Ireland and England are two completely different countries. That's what I, that's what I was told. I don't know, (laughs) but I guess what I'm saying is I don't understand why they would go to England to report a domestic crime that happened in Ireland. That's just kind of weird to me, but I don't know. They didn't really explain a lot of things, but by, but by far, it's not the weirdest thing to even happen in this story. Okay, let's continue because your brains are going to explode. So the Liverpool police decided to contact the Dublin police so that they could investigate what was going on. And they later learned that Sabina had a physical fight with her partner the previous night. So shit was definitely going on in that household. 
they then decided to board a bus and then head to London. Now, while on this bus, their, their behavior got strange, got really weird. Okay. The twins uh, asked the bus driver to stop because they weren't feeling too well. So they made an unscheduled stop for these ladies for a second so they could, I don't know, gather themselves or whatnot. And then, um, the weird thing is, is that when they tried to get back on the bus, the driver noticed that they, the sisters were really like holding onto their bags really tightly and they were acting a little uneasy, acting a little paranoid to the point where the driver's like, what the fuck is in your bags, bro? You're not getting back on this bus until I see what the fuck is in those bags. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> they refused to let the driver take a look in their bags for any illegal items because that's what he was thinking he was going to find. I don't know, guns, a bomb, drugs, who knows, right? All he knew was... They was acting weird as fuck and he wasn't having it. Okay. Now my guess is, is, um, is the way that they were looking and holding onto those bags probably made him wonder what was going on. I mean, I, I wasn't there, but I'll be completely honest with you. If I were that bus driver, I would have done the exact same thing. If people are acting a little off, which let's be honest, there are a lot of off people that ride buses because they let anybody on those things. Okay. Of course, hey, of course, that previous sentence comes from direct bias on my end because I've experienced some crazy shit on public transportation. And I remember when I went to go visit an ex best friend of mine, uh, when he used to live in New York, we're no longer friends. And, uh, that's another story. <laughs> and he lived in New York and I got on a train. Okay. On the way to like a restaurant or something. I forget where I was going. It was a while ago. It was a while ago, but I do remember a guy. He pulled out his entire dick and started peeing in a big gulp cup. Legit. He didn't give two fucks who was around him, who saw what. He didn't give a shit. And I'm just sitting here on this train trying my best not to look. I'm just like, you know, when you see, when you just come across something weird, no matter how gross it is, you can't help but look like, what is this nigga doing? <laughs> Why is this happening on the, tra on the train? <laughs> you know? So I, I kept, you know, you're trying not to look at something. You look like you're trying not to look. That's exactly what I look like. <laughs> so another experience I had on public transportation is I was in Los Angeles and I rode the bus and this weirdo kept asking to see my feet just kept asking to see my feet. I didn't understand that. And he, he never asked my name or even my age. He didn't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> and I've always looked younger than my actual age. So, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I think this, this incident, um, this other incident that happened in Atlanta when I was younger also made me a bit biased because this guy licked my elbow when I was riding the Marta bus. So yeah, they let anybody on public transportation and I fucking hate it. So I don't use it anymore. Those are three enough weird things that have happened to me. And they were all in three different states. Like I, I'm just, I can't get, I can't escape the crazies. I can't. <laughs> so, yeah. So I can definitely imagine the bus driver saying, yeah, no, you bitches aren't getting back onto my bus until I see what the fuck is in there. What are in your bags? And, and, and him being the bus driver, you can only imagine the crazy shit that he's seen driving a bus. There are a lot of, and oh my God, I'm <sighs> bravo bus driver, bravo. So the manager of the station that they were stopped at, at the service station, uh, also shared the same suspicions. Okay. So the girls were acting really weird. Even their movements were strange as they were like extremely fixated on their bags. Like they're just, this is my bag. 
like I, I don't know I, I wasn't there but <laughs> but they were obviously seeing red flags and the manager of that station decided you know what I'm gonna call the cops this is fucking weird you guys are being weird I don't like it so the officers come to speak with the sisters and end up letting them leave saying that the women seem harmless to them okay big mistake uh, you're going to learn why just you know, pretty soon. That's what this whole, this whole episode is about a series of mistakes that led to the murder of a man. It just, none of this had to happen. Okay. So, but let's, let's be honest here. Police never really seem to understand mental illnesses. They aren't trained to deal with things like that. And if, if nothing criminal is going on, as far as they can see, police will send people on their way. Okay, now here, and even if they do some see some crazy shit, they they tend to still see people, send them along their way. I ain't dealing with this shit, bitch. Go home before I give you a ticket or something. You know, <laughs> that's just how they do things. But it, okay, now here's when shit gets crazy. Like I was I was trying to warn you, you guys are about to have a what the fuck moment. Now it's to be said that these two women shared something called, and excuse me for mispronouncing it if I do because it's French, and I'm almost certain that I will fuck this up. But it's called. Folle, folle, I do, folle, I do, <laughs> I do, um, it's spelled F-O-L-I-E, then you got another letter here, uh, A with an accent over it, and then do is like D-E-U-X, I know I said that shit wrong, but, <laughs> oh man, uh, it's also known as shared psychosis, or it can be known as shared delusional disorder, SDD, Shared Delusional Disorder. Now, according to Wikipedia, uh, this is a psychiatric syndrome in which symptoms of a delusional belief or even hallucinations are transmitted from one individual to another. So it's kind of like, you know, when, when, when men, when men, they have their wives and they, they get pregnant and they have like, they're, they're like sympathetic pregnancy pains or some shit you know, sympathy pains or whatever. It's kind of like that, but mentally, I think. It's, I think that's what they're saying. No, I'm not a doctor here. I can't not stress that enough. I just researched a lot. <laughs> that's kind of the same thing. Now, it's, uh, as many of you may know, twins, uh, they're sort of weird. <laughs> they, can, they can sometimes share you know, like mental closeness, if you will. All right. It's, it's a little, it's a little weird. If you're not a twin, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to understand. And I'm not a twin. I think that shit's weird. They can like read each other's minds. And sometimes they end up dating similar people with the same names. They dress the same without thinking about it. This shit is weird. <laughs> okay. I got a few twins in my family and they're fucking weird too. I love them, but they're weird. Okay. <laughs> and weird is not necessarily a bad thing. So if you're a twin listening to this, there's nothing wrong with being weird because to be honest with you, there is more of us than there are of the normies. All right. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they're weird. So <laughs> now here's something that's very interesting. Now you don't even actually have to be a twin or even related to someone to have, to, to have this shared psychosis, to have shared delusional disorder. You don't. Now I'm not going to dive too deep into this psychosis, but if you find yourself interested in it, you know, as I always say, Google is a very close and personal friend of all of us. So get to work. So not long after the police didn't do their job. Uh, and I'm just, you know, going to be a complete prick here because I fully believe if they would have just asked questions or something, you know, what I'm about to tell you probably would have never happened. 
damn, I guess police ain't shit no matter where you live, right? <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was just American cops. Shit. <laughs> they suck all over the world, huh? God damn. Now, for those of you listening that are a tad bit offended or completely offended, I'm just joking. Ish. A little bit, maybe, kind of extremely serious. <laughs> Now, I'm not sure if everyone listening here has heard of the American television show called Cops, but it is a television show where camera crews follow the police officers around on their day to day. And it gives us a a small glance into their jobs and, and the things that they see. Now, in the UK, they have a version of that show and it's called Murderway Cops or is it Traffic Cops? Like I said, both names were used a lot, so I'm not sure which one, but they were filming the show and you would not believe what they captured on camera, bro. Shit's about to get cray cray. Okay. So <laughs> get ready for your first what the fuck moment. Here it comes. So after the twins uh, talk to the police, you know, when they're at the service station, they started walking away, headed towards the M6, which is a major highway, which I would assume is very similar to Highway 75 or 85 here in Atlanta. Or if you're in the California area, uh, the 405 or the one on one. It's very, very, very busy. It's a major highway. So somehow these women end up in the middle median of the highway, meaning cars are going probably, I don't know, 60 to 70 miles an hour on each side of them going in opposite directions. Then all of a sudden, you ready for your what the fuck moment? All of a sudden they attempt to cross this very busy highway. And while they're doing this incredibly stupid and dangerous thing, the camera crew from the TV show was filming everything nearby and they managed to capture this on camera. just heard were these two women running into the middle of oncoming traffic and also fighting with the people who are trying to save their lives. They're asking for 911. They're like, we are police. You know, she's saying, I don't believe you. 
you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's not good. Listen to this. Listen to this part one more time. Take a listen to what she just said. She says, I don't recognize you. I know you're not real. So I don't know what she's seeing or what she's hallucinating, but she doesn't believe what's happening is happening. That that's a huge red flag. And then later, if you listen back to it, you can actually hear her sister yelling, they're trying to take your organs. They're going to take your organs. This is insane. This is insane. I (laughs) now Sabina was sort of grazed by a red sedan because the cars on the freeway are usually going way too fast to stop on an instant. Now, after hearing about this incident, highway agency officers head to the scene, and I'm assuming they're sort of like state troopers here in America. Now, the Central Motorway Police Group were filming nearby along with their camera operators from the TV show, and the officers were able to stop the sisters before they got killed, thank God, (laughs) or maybe not. But because I can only imagine running through a busy highway as cars are speeding towards your body, it could be a tad bit dangerous, I feel like. I'm not a doctor or a scientist, but I feel like that's a really good hypothesis to have in this particular situation. Fast cars making contact with human body probably won't go well. That's just, that's just, that's just me. (laughs) Now, miraculously, Sabina was not gravely injured. That bitch has the best luck on planet Earth as far as, as far as I'm concerned. It would have been the perfect day for them to play the lotto. They should have played the lottery this day. (laughs) Now, the camera, the camera crew of the TV show captures all of this on video. And of course, no one can believe what they're fucking seeing. They're just in shock. And the sisters, they calmed down for a moment and even had time, you know, to smoke a cigarette and to chat. And it was almost as if nothing strange had happened in their eyes, you know. Oh, honey, honey, I haven't even begun. This story is not over yet. There's so much more crap. Okay, okay. So the other sister, Ursula, decides to also run into traffic while police are, are talking to them. And the camera crew is trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. So Ursula decides to jump up and make a straight beeline for oncoming traffic. Now, I, I can't even imagine what the fuck she was thinking. I, I, I just, it is beyond me. Now, I warn you guys, in the very beginning of this episode, I warned you that they, there was going to be a few what the fuck moments in this episode. Hey, I told you. Okay, now this, (laughs) you ready for another one? This crazy bitch gets hit by a car that's going about 56 miles an hour. The car hit her so hard, you can actually see her shoes thrown across the road upon impact. And, 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 And rightly so, because, you know, it is a highway and the car was going, I don't know, fast as fuck. <laughs> and I can, oh my God, I can only imagine what the driver of that car was thinking. I mean, they were probably scared out of their mind as anyone would have been because you, you, you don't want to be the cause of someone's death, even though it was clearly their fucking fault. You know what I mean? But that, that would stick with someone. So, oh God. Now, Ursula is, is hurt and is lying on the side of the road with officers and they're trying to understand what the fuck just happened. So Ursula's legs are actually broken. So while they're talking to her, 
the other sister, Sabina, decides to jump up and run back onto oncoming traffic. She gets up after being hit by a car to run back <laughs> into, un into incoming traffic, oncoming traffic. Once again, there's your what the fuck moment. <laughs> this bitch was hit by another car. Yes. Yeah, so, so far this woman has been hit by two cars in case, you know, in case you're not keeping up. Sabina was introduced to the windshield of a Volkswagen Polo. Now, something tells me if Ursula's legs weren't already broken and if she were actually conscious. Oh, by the way, Ursula was unconscious when this happened. <laughs> she probably would have gotten up and ran right into traffic again as well. Now, of course, everyone on the scene is confused as shit. The camera crew are shocked as hell, but they keep their cameras running on these two women because they don't know what's going to happen next. And to be honest with you, this is probably the best episode they've ever filmed in their entire life. Okay. So police decided to call for medical assistance and the ambulance shows up. And at this point, Sabina begins to claw, scream, and even spit at the first responders, the police. Now, mind you, these people are trying their best to help them and to figure out what the fuck is going on. Now, I got to be honest with you, it's, it's probably a really good thing that I'm not the police officer that she spit at, okay? <laughs> because if that bitch spit in my face, let's just say things would not have gone so well for her face, okay? Now, that's just, that's me. That shit is so disrespectful as fuck to me. I can't, I would honestly rather you throw a punch than spit in my face. I'm, I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> Oh my God. I told you a lot of what the fuck moments are here. So Sabina is being disrespectful and crazy as hell. And she's screaming, I don't recognize you. You're not real. And she's also screaming, you know, they're going to steal your organs to her sister. So things, things aren't looking too good right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, the police are trying to calm her down and explain that she's been injured and she needs to stay calm and, and not move. You know, now, I, I mean, <laughs> the <laughs> this bitch got hit by two different cars. <laughs> she, I mean, she could have had like spinal injuries or something like that, but she just kept trying to get up. Now, you guys can uh, check out some of this video footage that I put on my Instagram on the It's Pro Silly Instagram page. So make sure you guys go and check that out. Now, Sabina even says something about them trying to steal her organs. So she clearly, once again, not at all mentally there. Then she started screaming at the police to help her, which was strange because, uh, you know, she seemed unaware that they were already there doing just that, trying to help her. And then she screamed, uh, why do you kill me? Which doesn't, none of this makes any sense. I, I really don't know what's going on. So she, Sabina then reaches out and punches an officer in the fucking face. Punches her in the face, bro. Runs to get away and runs back into traffic. Like, this is insane. And you'll never guess what she did next. Yeah, like I said, ran back into traffic. <gasps> Shocker. <laughs> Shocker here. Yeah. So officers, you know, cut her off and uh, she decides to take off her coat and literally square up with the police that are around her who are trying to help her. They're trying to help her and her sister. Like legit, ready to go a few rounds with everybody. Just, just squared the fuck up. But eventually, they managed to put this crazy lady in cuffs. Thank goodness. God, ladies, this lady's crazy. 
So the sisters were taken to a uh, taken to a hospital. Ursula Ursula's legs, excuse me, were both fractured. So she was admitted to the hospital because duh. Sabina did not seem to be injured whatsoever. So she was taken to the police station and processed. And uh, I believe her charges were trespassing on a major highway and assaulting police officers. Now, that <laughs> that's not even the strange part. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, the strange part actually is that Sabina actually seemed more normal uh, when, when they actually put her into, when they were at the, uh, at the police station, she seemed more normal. It's kind of, it's like the strange part is kind of like when they separated, it's almost as if the psychosis just disappeared. It's really weird. <laughs> it's like the shared psychosis they had that she was suffering from on the highway, on the highway with her twin sister didn't even happen. It's so weird. She's even, she's even flirting with the officers while being questioned it, it just, it didn't make it. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. And now she even co commented, uh, you know, commented to an officer, you know, we say in Sweden that an accident rarely comes alone. Usually at least one more follows, maybe two. That, that is weird as shit to say. See, that's weird as shit. She, once again, she said, we say in Sweden that an accident rarely comes alone. Usually at least one more follows, maybe two. That's what she said. That's a weird thing to fucking say. Uh, Cause that bitch got hit by two different cars. <laughs> she, she is just one walking accident. Legit. So the very next day, Sabina was released from court because uh, she pled guilty to assaulting the officer and trespassing on the highway. And she was only sentenced one day in custody and uh, was not given a psychiatric evaluation at all, which in my opinion is a little strange given what they just did. No one, let alone two people at the same time would run into, uh, onto a busy highway screaming someone's trying to take their organs. Seems to me they may have some sort of mental issues. Uh, that's, I'm guessing here. There's no way in fuck shit that these bitches aren't related to Donald Trump because he's out of his fucking mind too. That's just how I feel. I, <laughs> but I do feel like if this happened in America and these sisters were black, they probably would have just shot him at least, at least 12 times, at least 12 times, you know, but when you find out what Sabina did after she uh, was released, you're, you're going to be really fucking pissed off. But why don't you, I want you to go ahead and take a listen to this audio clip right here. It kind of shows you just how sane she was while she was in custody like it almost makes you wonder was was this was this like a like a like a gag <laughs> like is she is she shitting us is she kidding around here like what what's going on I honestly to this day I mean to this day <laughs> I've been a part of her life my entire life I honestly have no idea what the fuck is going on and neither do a lot of people because she didn't really explain anything neither did her sister so there's a lot of question marks still dealing, uh, st still going on dealing with this case. Woman hit by a lorry on the M6 is in a critical condition, but just five hours after being hit by a car, her twin sister Sabina Erickson has been given the all clear. Police officers waiting to take Sabina into custody had braced themselves for a fight. Having been told she fought off several police officers, you're expecting some. Amazonian brute of a woman and what you presented with is this 
fairly petite woman in hospital gowns. Uh, she's a Swedish national, but she speaks very good English. BBC One's motorway cops filmed Sabina Eriksson as she was processed in custody. <laughs> You're looking at how many wrinkles up Yes. <laughs> with her, it clearly worked to be gentle with her, to, if you like, to flirt with her. How old am I? Yeah, probably a man in his best age. Yeah, 45. Oh, yeah. 44? You got it. 45. Could you hear that? She's, she's completely coherent. She's even flirting, guessing, you know, the age of the, of the arresting officer. Like, she's doing just fine. It's almost as if nothing ever happened. And the weird thing is, is she never once asked how her sister was doing. Now, if twins are supposed to be as close as we all usually know them to be, that's a little strange. Never once asked her sister how, how her sister was doing. Just answering questions, flirting, all that. It's it's a little it's a little it's a little odd. It's <laughs> okay, it's it's more than a little odd. Take a listen to this. Like anyone taken into custody, Sabina is asked about her medical history. Have you ever tried to harm yourself? No, never. No. If her behavior down to something she's taken, it certainly wasn't alcohol. Was she on some kind of drugs? But there were no drugs found in their possessions at all and no evidence of drug taking. While Sabina is processed, a blood sample taken from her sister at the hospital shows no traces of alcohol or drugs. You then go down the line of, well, perhaps there's something wrong with her mental state. But to be quite honest, all she appeared to be was just a bit odd. But being odd isn't a crime. Later that night, Officers ring Sabina's relatives, including her partner in Ireland, to tell them the news. They found it strange that this person who Sabina lived with had no idea where she was or what she was doing or why she was over here. That is in fucking sane. And they, they, now they did drug test and they didn't find anything. No alcohol, no drugs, no nothing. So what caused this behavior out of two adult women out of nowhere. Okay, so at this point, Sabina is just, she's been released um, from the hospital. Uh, she's been released from the courts. She's free woman at this point. And she's just walking around London because, you know, she really doesn't have a place to stay. She doesn't live in London. You know, she's walking around and she's wearing her sister Ursula's green shirt and she's carrying a plastic bag that the police provided her to put her belongings inside of, right? Now, inside the plastic, the plastic bag was a laptop and about 1,000 pounds, which is roughly about 1,300 American dollars. Now, all of a sudden, okay, <laughs> I can't, all of a sudden, this woman, she's walking down there and she happens to see um, two men who are walking a dog, okay? And by the way, mind you, all this happens within about four days from her and her sister running into the, into the, uh, into the highway, getting hit by several vehicles into being released at this point. Uh, Sabina, so this is about like four days of stuff. So later on this day, when she's released to the public, all of a sudden she runs into this guy, two men who are walking a dog and, uh, they saw Sabina walking around Fenton. I think you say it's pronounced Strat, Strats, Stratfordshire. Ugh, God, I fucked that up. Stratfordshire. Fenton Stratfordshire. Anyways, 54-year-old Glenn uh, Holland said 
I'm sure I said his name wrong as well, my apologies, who was a self-employed welder, a paramedic, as well as a former RAF airman. Now, RAF stands for the Royal Air Force. Now, the other man's name was Peter Malloy. Glenn, uh, the, the, uh, <clears throat> the paramedic guy, was being a stand-up dude. He was being real nice. She noticed that she needed, she needed some help, and he offered to help her. That's what he did. You know, he clearly, you know, a paramedic and a former Royal Air Force uh, military personnel. I mean, the guy probably wanted to help. You know what I mean? That's that's probably what he does, especially as a paramedic. You help people. So anyways, he decided to invite her back to his house, which was not far from where they currently were. And Sabina, you know, took him up on that offer. That's what he did. So they got back. They went ahead and went back to Glenn's place and uh, they decided to have a few drinks and he even decides to feed her. They talk and she's trying to explain to him that she's looking for the hospital that her sister was in. But while she was there, Glenn noticed that she seemed paranoid and kept looking out the window. Okay. So she assured, he assured uh, excuse me. So he assumed, excuse me, that perhaps she was trying to get away from like an abusive partner or something. Being a paramedic, there's a really good chance that he has probably seen signs of like that, of something like that in people when they're dealing with domestic violence. So that was his assumption that maybe something was going on here. You know what I mean? So at one point, Glenn, uh, she offered Glenn and his friend a cigarette and, uh, and then she quickly snatched it out of their mouths, claiming that it could be poisoned, which is weird because, you know, she's the one who offered them the cigarette. It's kind of weird. So she was, you know, still crazy, apparently. But Glenn still allowed her to stay the night in his home. The very next day, Glenn attempted to help her find her sister by calling some of the local hospitals. While he was preparing food for them, he left the house to ask the neighbor outside you know, if he could, um, if he could get some tea bags, you know, borrow some tea bags. And then he went back inside. All right. A minute or so later, probably less than he stumbled back outside, but he was bleeding and he told his neighbor that she stabbed him. Say it with me, guys. What the fuck? Okay. This is insane. He then falls to the ground and his last words, according to Vice.com, were, look after my dog for me. Now that's, oh, that's fucking horrible. Ugh. So the neighbor decided, you know, to call 999, which is their version of 911 for help. Sabina uses this time to, to, you know, to get away. She runs off and was later seen on a nearby CCTV footage. Okay. So she actually ran out of the house with a hammer and uh, while she was running around, she was hitting herself in the head with it. What? Yes. <laughs> I can't. So Sabina was seen running around uh, with his hammer in her hand and hitting herself with it. And there was a guy who was driving by and he saw her hitting herself with his hammer. So he's like, what the fuck? I'm going to try to help this lady. Clearly, there's something wrong with her. Let me keep her from killing herself. <laughs> you know, once again, we have ourselves another what the fuck moment. So he tried to restrain her to keep her from hitting herself with his hammer. But uh, she pulled out a roof tile that was apparently hidden in her back pocket and uh, smashes him over the head with it. 
So he's like stunned, like, what the fuck? Okay, bitch, you're crazy. Just go. You know what I'm saying? So she runs off towards a bridge and you won't guess what this bitch does next. She jumps off a 40 foot bridge onto the A50 highway, uh, breaking both of her ankles and fracturing her skull. I, I really honestly cannot understand why they did not give this bitch a psychiatric evaluation. It's super clear that she needed one. I, <laughs> oh my God. I honestly think that after she attacked them and, and did all the crazy things that she did, including running out into the middle of traffic and, you know, hitting the police and spitting at them, they probably just wanted to get rid of her. And so did the hospital. They're probably, you know what? This bitch is crazy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, they just wanted to put her in their rear mirror and keep it moving. So, of course, now that she's broken both of her ankles and fractured her skull, bitch ain't running nowhere anymore. She's, she's, she's done running at this point. So they decide to arrest her for suspicion of murder. This, this, oh my God, this is some crazy, crazy shit. Okay, so now, now, uh, because of her injuries, she's at the hospital for a few months. All right, so she was arrested while recovering at University Hospital of North, damn it, I'm going to fuck it up again, Staffordshire. I think I said it right. And she was just, uh, she was just charged. uh, She was actually charged while in a wheelchair on September 11th, 2008. Now, she, she was taken into custody and charged with murder that very same day. So now Ursula, her twin sister, was actually released from the hospital in September as well. And she decided to relocate her ass back to Sweden and then eventually made her, made her way back to the, to the, uh, to the United States. Now I couldn't find any more information about these women, uh, <laughs> like where they are now and all that stuff. Cause I think they may have changed their names. I don't know, but uh, I do know that Ursula, as far as I could find, wasn't charged with, wasn't charged with anything. She also didn't attack any police officers and she didn't stab anybody to death. So that was her crazy ass sister, Sabina. Now, anyways, the trial was scheduled to start September 1st of 2009. Sabina pleaded guilty to manslaughter with diminished responsibility on September 2nd. And, uh, but she actually had stabbed Glenn five times with a kitchen knife, five times, five times. And she never explained during the trial, before the trial, or after the trial, why she did what she did. She would only respond with no comment. Now, the only thing that the courts could really agree upon is that Sabina was fucking off her rocker. Both the prosecution and the defense believed that she was insane at the time of the killing, but she wasn't during the trial. That is when they brought up the, uh, I'm fuck this word up again, the folia du, yeah, French word, <laughs> folia du into court, the French word for madness of two, the shared psychosis. And um, they also cited in court that her sister Ursula was the primary sufferer, 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 that's a hard word to say, of the shared psychosis. Now, I don't understand how they came to that conclusion, but all right, whatever. But the courts also heard that she suffered from a rare psychiatric disorder which made her hear voices but she could not understand what they were saying to her so I guess she was like well I guess I'll stab this guy and jump off bridges and run into cars 
<laughs> Sorry, I can't understand you voices, so I'm going to do the most insane thing possible. I don't... I'm sorry, this bitch was crazy. So <laughs> they also said that she may have had a delusional disorder too. So this bitch just had all kinds of problems that the the police officers didn't look into, the medical personnel didn't look into it. Nobody seemed to give a shit that this lady was insane. Now the court actually accepted this and Sabina received five years at the Bronzefield Women's Prison. Now Justice Saunders the presiding judge had a few words to say about the sentence uh, that the court gave. And I quote, I understand that this sentence will seem entirely inadequate to the relatives of the deceased. However, I have sentenced on the basis that the reason for the killing was the mental illness and therefore the culpability of the defendant is low and therefore the sentence I have passed is designed to protect the public. It is not designed to reflect the grief the relatives have suffered or to measure the value of Mr. Hollinshed's life. No sentence that I could pass could do that. Is It is a sentence which I hope fairly measures a truly tragic event. Sabina was suffering from delusions which she believed to be true and they dictated her behavior. It is not one of those cases where the defendant could have done something to avoid the onset. Now, of course, while in prison, and this, that's what the judge said. Now, of course, while in prison, she turned to Christianity, uh, Christianity like they all do. They all find God and shit when they're in prison. And she had already spent 439 days in custody before sentencing. So she was actually eligible for release in 2011. Okay. So that's just like a couple of years in jail. If, you know, if now, of course, now, oh my God, just, there's just so many questions, so many questions were left unanswered. There's so many of them. And citizens wanted an investigation to go into the criminal justice system because they were displeased, displeased as fuck how this case was handled. Had the police done their jobs beforehand and given this, you know, maybe giving this woman a psychic evaluation because from, I, I mean, I don't know what the rules are over there in the UK or Dublin. I don't know how they do things over there, but here, man, you can, you can be placed in a psychiatric hole from what I understand. If you acting crazy as shit and I feel like running into traffic is a good reason to put somebody on a 72 hour hold. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was going on there. Now, perhaps Glenn, you know, had they done this and the, uh, medical professionals had done their part, perhaps Glenn wouldn't have been stabbed and lost his life. You, you probably, he, honestly, she, maybe they, they probably wouldn't have even, even met. They probably would not have even met had they done what they were supposed to do. Now, Elaine's, uh, excuse me. Uh, la, la, la. So anyways, uh, Glenn's brother had a lot to say. You know, he was very critical of the justice system. And the decisions that they made. And he says, and I quote, okay, this is, this is Glenn's brother, the, the, the man who was stabbed to death. His brother has something to say here. And he says, we don't hold her responsible the same as we wouldn't blame a rabid dog for biting someone. She is ill and to a large degree, not responsible for her actions, but her mental disorder should have been recognized much earlier. I do question the criminal justice system for allowing somebody like this 
to be let out when she was capable of committing such a crime. Her mental condition should have been properly assessed after what she did on the motorway and the experiences that the police had. Her mental disorder should have been picked up prior to her being let out prior to her being let out into the community. Glenn saw Erickson in distress and was just trying to help. He wasn't slow in coming forward to help somebody in distress. It was in his nature. He was trying to help. He would help anybody. If he saw a fight in the street and a guy was losing, he would help. And that says a lot about the man that lost his life. That's all he was trying to do was to help this woman. This entire case could have been avoided had someone actually taken the proper steps to have this woman evaluated as well as her sister. Now, I am in no way, once again, a medical professional or a doctor or anything like that, but I feel like it's crazy as hell for people to run towards oncoming traffic on a busy highway attack officers and then get hit by a car and then get up and do it again. If that doesn't say someone is having a mental breakdown or something is mentally wrong with them, I don't know what else would. I really don't. So as far as I'm concerned, those officers and those medical uh, professionals, they failed Glenn and his family. Oh my goodness. This podcast episode was, it was crazy. (laughs) I thought I knew everything there was to know about that particular case, but I was completely wrong. I learned a lot of things actually. I had no idea initially that they did not give her a psychiatric exam after, you know, running into oncoming traffic on the highway. I didn't know that she got hit, that one of them had gotten hit by a car and then got up and ran again into the street (laughs) I didn't know that (laughs) I thought once they both got hit by one of the you know the car I feel like once you get by a car you're you're pretty much done down for a minute that's that wasn't the case (laughs) in this particular story I I just I didn't see any of this coming and I also didn't know how lenient the court was with her sentencing I mean I oh I I, I don't know All, all of this was just it was crazy. <laughs> there's no other way. It was just crazy. It was just crazy. If there's anything that you can take from this podcast episode, it's watch your back. Watch your back. I, I know some of us, a lot of us want to be kind and, and help others. And I'm amongst you. I, I want that too. But sometimes you need to protect yourself and ask questions before you put yourself out there for someone else. You know, it, you just have to this day and age. Like my mama always says, never give more than you can afford professionally silly life rules take that how you want but you've got to look out for yourself because you can't help anyone if you're hurt or if you're dead or or Jesus you know you gotta really be careful and I hate that we have to do that but mental illness is a real thing and not everyone who has mental illness is a dangerous person please do not take this from the from uh from my podcast episode that's not what I'm saying I did tend to throw, throw around the word crazy and insane a lot because I didn't know how else to describe it. I'm not a medical professional and I really don't give a shit about politi- political correctness. I'm being honest with you. Words are words. <laughs> That's how I feel. But I just, you just got to be careful. You got to be careful if you can. And also don't, 
bring people into your home if you can help it take them someplace else I don't know ask for help just don't do things like that uh, just don't do it because you never know when you can run into a Sabina Erickson yourself so be careful now I, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode researching it was just wow <laughs> I had I had no idea where Sabina I have no idea where uh, Sabina and Ursula are today I did hear that they changed their names so I don't really know where they are. If you want to look into that yourself, go go on ahead. But just, whew, I don't want to run into those bitches ever. <laughs> and the one that's here in the U.S., I hope I never run into her. Good God. I don't, want, I, I don't want her to go crazy on me again, and I certainly don't want to catch that shit. So, <laughs> oh my God. Be sure to email me your stories to the uh, to the podcast email it's professionally silly at gmail.com if you have any stories that you would like to share with me and the pro silly listeners please send them in they're gonna be embarrassing uh, embarrassing stories maybe you want to vent about something that happened at work maybe you're pissed off at trump whatever maybe you want to know uh, what size my shoe is hit me up <laughs> at it's professionally silly at gmail.com now perhaps perhaps you may have your own uh, psychotic psychosis twin story. Send it in. I don't know. <laughs> I cover a lot of interesting topics on here, so please feel free to share them with me and the rest of the Pro Silly listeners. Now, you can also leave me a message on Anchor, on the Anchor app, or on my Google Voice number. And the number is 805-664-1828. Once again, the number is 805-664-1828. And uh, I'll be sure to put the number down in the show notes below. So leave me a voice message or text me and I will definitely put you in the podcast unless you say otherwise. Shout out to wikipedia.com, vice.com and YouTube. Of course, I'll make sure that I'll put the links to the, to the things that I use, including uh, the original footage and audio clips that you guys heard. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And don't forget to check out the It's Pro Silly Instagram page at I-T-S-P-R-O-S-I-L-L-Y at It's Pro Silly. That is our podcast IG page and Twitter page and Twitter account, whatever. And uh, you're going to be uh, really excited about the things that I share on there because you can see the video footage yourself right there. So if you haven't seen it yet, check that out. Make sure you follow us there because there's going to be lots more interesting things being posted uh, on the Instagram page and the uh, Twitter page and just in general. Your girl is working hard, y'all. Your girl is working hard. It's about, I don't know, four in the morning right now. So I'm a little, my brain's tired. I mean, I'm sure you heard a lot of grammatical errors and I lost my train of thought. I was like, ah, birds. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm recording a podcast right now. <laughs> Anyways, guys, shout out, shout out to all of you, the pro silly listeners. I appreciate your support and you coming back every week. You guys, you come here every week and you listen and, 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 and you fucking rock my ankle socks right off. Thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. So those of you who are joining us for the first time, join us every Friday as we get professionally silly. Yeah. And also don't forget to show your support to your girl by leaving reviews on whichever podcast directory that you're using, especially if it's Apple Podcasts. If you got that, you could use a five star and written review. Pretty, pretty, please. I need your help with that. 
Oh, what else? Oh, that's right, guys. Guess what? This week's PSC podcast shout out corner decided to go ahead and shout out the cult leader with Spencer Henry podcast. Spencer brings the spooky every Monday. He's bringing in the spooky. So each week he takes a dive into a new story, macabre history, true crime, and all things bizarre. So be sure to subscribe to the cult Leiter with Henry Spencer with the Spencer Henry podcast. Now Leiter is spelled L-I-T-E-R, like a like a two-liter bottle of Coke. There you go. Make sure you uh you let Spencer Henry know that the professionally silly podcast sent you. Make sure you check it out once again. Cult leader with Spencer Henry. Oh man, so many amazing things happening with podcasts. There's so many. I actually uh, listened, if I remember correctly, I listened um, to Spencer Henry's cult leader, uh, the podcast, when I was doing a little bit of research when we were talking about the haunted LA Zoo and Griffith Park, if I remember correctly. So that was a podcast that I did use for some references on some things. So I, I really fuck with this podcast. It's really good. Yay! <laughs> also, guys, check out the show notes for some bonus information, like my social media. I've got TikTok. Which, you know, by the way, I just got 50,000 followers followers recently. So I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself hard as fuck right now. I got 50,000 followers on TikTok. Yeah, I'm somebody now. I'm somebody. <laughs> I've got Instagram, Twitter, and two YouTube channels. All of that information is down below in the show notes. I have a channel that's called Professionally Silly, where I have lots of fun there. Vlogs, challenges, unboxings, foods, all kinds of stuff. It's a lot of fun. And then I've got Paranormal Blacktivity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll put my black card on the line. On the line there. And we go do haunted investigations. Damn right. There's not a lot of black paranormal investigators out there. So you might want to check that shit out. And show some support for your gal. Yes. Make sure you, uh, once again, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Pro Silly. Tweet me and uh, share your opinions about my older and or newer episodes. Because there's a lot to talk about. It may be, you know, old to me, but it's new to you. And I, I, hey, I like talking about me and my hard work. Let's do it. Hit me up. Tweet me. (laughs) Once again, guys, I'm your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. And I thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. Until next time, my loves, watch where you step because there are pieces of shit everywhere. And, you know, pretty soon, one of those pieces of shit will no longer be in the White House. Woo! (laughs) Yeah, I said it.